We're committed to your pleasure here at the Porncast, and that means we won't promote anything that isn't Alice tested and Yvette approved. And this one is definitely tested. Several times over. Yeah, there was suction. And fluffing. And thermometers. And the tea bags. You mean teabagging? No, I got something in my eye and used tea bags to get the swelling to go down. What did you get in your eye? My husband's balls. It, it took a fucking village. A literal fucking village. And well worth it, because thanks to Clone Willy, we've now cloned body parts on ourselves and willing volunteers. And we can even make them buzz. No pussies or cocks were harmed in the making of this partnership. We live in amazing times. Now, where can our listeners check this out, Alice? To clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com and type in promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast in which we ask, why stop at probing? I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Here is my lovely, gorgeous, fantastic, talented, and did I mention has a great ass, co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, how are you doing today? <laughs> Yvette, do you know what's faster than the speed of light? Um... Uh, the speed of light's penis, because that will get to your door faster. I was going to say my heart when I think of you. Oh, <laughs> that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me other than what my husband said I do, because he has to put up with me slightly more than you. Only a little, though. Well, you know, I love you. I, I love you, too. And, you know, I, I always assume uh, or I shouldn't assume, but I should ask, you know, are you an alien? Because you abducted my heart long ago. Oh, but I haven't gotten to probe you yet. So, I mean, I'm I'm still working on it. Will they, won't they? <laughs> Will they, won't they? One day or not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've said before, if shit does not work out in this marriage with I really hope it does, because, you know, we signed contracts and shit like that's a as far as I'm concerned. I hate doing paperwork. I don't want to do any more with this relationship. But I said, if it ever doesn't work out, I'm done with men. I think the hottest thing I've ever said to you is, don't worry, I'll take care of all the paperwork. Oh, oh and on the spot, just whoosh. Drown a baby. Um, oh. <laughs> Drown an orphanage. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know whether to say to edit that one out or not. No, no you should no, keep that. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. <laughs> we're doing it live. So we have a girl on girl on girl situation going on today. Oh, we have an FFF and I'm so excited for this one. This I I, We've had a lot of good ones, but today, and we've promised we were going to do something like this for a while. We got a porn script writer. Oh, yes. I'm so happy. I'm thrilled with our guest today. Alice, tell, tell our listeners about our wonderful guest today. On the show today, we have Allison McKnight. Allison, I uh, stumbled onto in Brooklyn at a parody writing workshop where she was lecturing on the art of writing a porn parody. And she has actually written quite a few herself. She's ghostwritten porn parodies for Axel Braun, Hustler, Adam and Eve. Maybe you've even heard or even watched or masturbated to any of them. Terminator, Smurfs XXX, Snow White, Avatar 2. And crazy enough, the movie that won... Film of the year at the AVNs this year in 2019, The Possession of Mrs. Hyde. Allison, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. And I have to tell you, I immediately got like three text messages from Alice about the workshop. She's like, I just went to this workshop. It was a uh, yeah. So she was she dug your work right away. It was a lot of fun. I, I very much enjoyed that night. Can I ask how are those? Do you do this often? And how do they? Uh, how do people receive the class normally? Well, that was my first time. Doing that, I I mean, I've done it on the fly when someone's like, they've got scripts for porn, her, her, her. And then I'm like, I'm going to talk to you for 30 minutes now and you're fucked. (laughs) Like, this is it. Nice. So I just combined all of those rants into one polite lecture with a workshop at the end. Wow. Other than Alice, who I think uh, bust out with, did you see the one where the saxophone is blown by the cream of wheat box? Uh, how is how are people who, shall we say, are civilians uh, in this field? How do they take it? Usually really good. I've gotten a number of dates off of that. It's usually my party trick. If parties are kind of like wrapping up and people are like awkward, I'll be like, want to see some blue dicks? And then I'll pull pictures from set off my phone. Oh my you God. know, it's just it, it's a good party mixer trick. Now, what is a right application of a blue dick? Because I accidentally got blue hands from dyeing some clothes, but I don't think you do the same thing with penises. Uh, no, I didn't ask the makeup artist. What I do know is that I was on set for Avatar 2, and, uh, and it was filmed at Hustler Studios. And I walked back stage at the end of the filming day. I'd gotten there pretty late. And there's showers back there. You know, because you have sex on camera, you don't want to get right into your car. You generally want to shower. So they have a whole setup in the back with like lounge furniture. It's like a spa. Oh, nice. A sexy spa, except everyone smells really bad. And so they were back there and it was the last day of filming. And I was talking to one of them like, oh, you're still in your makeup. Aren't you going to shower? And he was like, no, it takes four hours to get this off. I drive home like this. Holy shit. Oh, my God. They have to be able to have sex, get sweaty, change positions, you know, be yeah. on furniture, and they can't be leaving blue everywhere. It has to stay on. Yeah, we did watch Simpsons porn, uh. and we were we commented so many times on how amazed we were with the body paint and how well it stayed on. So I'm not, not surprised it takes a while to get off. Oof. And you've seen a lot of blue dicks between the Smurfs and Avatar. Jesus. Yeah. For a bit, my friend who got me into this was making jokes about me writing porn for colored people, which you probably want to <laughs> oh cut, God. but I had to tell you that. Oh, please send hate mail to info at twogirlsonmike.com. <laughs> I feel like there's a genre for you to go into. Like there has to be like Muppet porn. There there are more Muppets for you to make porn about. Yeah, I'm sure. I wanted to do like Shrek. Simpsons was already done. Lego's already been done. But I just wanted to go like Teletubbies could be like that. If you wanted to do body paint instead of outfits, like Care Bears. You said wanted to do Shrek. Can Shrek still be? Is this on the horizon? I'm, you know, can we get Smash Mouth involved? Oh my God. What's Smash Mouth up to right now if they're not doing the soundtrack for the Shrek parody? I don't know. Smash Mouth, email us info at two girls one mic if you're in. <laughs> we know you're listening to this. What else are you doing right now other than smacking down Nazis on Twitter? That's true. They're good at that. I've seen. Yeah, right. What we're saying is Smash Mouth, you the all star. Get your game on. Come play. Ha! And that's like the perfect moment. So what are some things you've learned from writing porn parodies? I know that you, during the class, kind of broke it down, for example, that there's generally five different sex scenes. They're normally very, well, a lot of them are straight, and then there's normally a lesbian scene just thrown in in the middle. 
for most of them. Because there's got to be that one guy watching who's like, Nat, can't watch Dick. There might be accidental eye slippage. It's out. Yeah. Let's see. What else did you mention during the course of the class? You have to have the classic lines integrated into the scenes. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, well, it's a, it's a whole thing. So when you're writing uh, a parody of any kind, but I've never professionally written another parody, so I'm just going to focus on porn, um, you have to look at your source material, the original movie, and pull out people's favorite scenes, people's favorite quotes, things that that people remember, which uh, when I was talking about it at the lecture, it's uh, the mimetic things within any piece of media. So it's the smallest bit of information someone can recall, uh, which can be a song, a lyric, an image, anything you'll see like a meme online, but not just an image, but uh, a whole in-depth experience. So pulling those together by scenes, by moments, by lines, by particular characters, and then putting them into a porn context to make sure that your porn is actually calling back to the source material in a way that will get people to talk about it, watch it, share it with friends, buy it, illegally download it like a bunch of assholes. You know that stuff. The use, the use. What's been the, uh, your favorite porn that you've written thus far? I haven't watched any of them. So really, yeah. It's, Do you not want to see what happens from what you submitted to the end product, or no? Like some of them, I want to watch, but I just I don't have them physically. I kept being told the studios would send them to me, and they never did. And I was like, I'll get them on Amazon eventually. And I've been saying that for years now. So now I'm just annoyed for you. Yeah, like I've got two. I've got Smurfs Triple X, which was the first one I ever wrote that made it to production. Um, and then I have Star Wars Triple X, which I did not write, but I was on set for and on build for and just hanging out during. And I think I watched Star Wars Triple X, um, but I definitely haven't watched Smurfs. But Smurfs was put out in 3D, and the DVD comes with 3D glasses. And so eventually <gasps> I will sit down and do this. <laughs> oh, my God. You know we have to watch this and get ourselves in 3D classes, Alice. I think they're the red and blue ones, not like even Holy the new shit. ones are the old. Um, oh, my God. It's pretty good. I'm embarrassed by how excited I am for this. <laughs> you should have seen my face when I got the DVD in the mail and I was like, what the shit? Like, is this oh going to be God. really good or just like the worst thing I've done with my time? Or both. Or both. It's going to be horror amazing. Yeah. You know, it could be both. So you've been on set for a handful of films. What's been some of your favorite moments? So there's two moments that just always will stick out to me. Um, not to make a dick joke there. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. We're here for the cheap ones. It's okay. We like dick jokes. Oh, okay. Bring them on. We've gone five minutes straight of dick jokes oh, once. Okay. You're welcome, Dread, or thank you. I've had sex experiences like that. Hey, I'm here for the low-hanging fruit and low-hanging testicles. You should see my Facebook page right now. Makes it easier to gargle when you're lying down. Mm. Mm. It's more like motorboating. The noise. The flappy noise. <laughs> and then eventually you try to breathe in and it's more like. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get some of the skin stuck in your nose and you're like oh, one nostril yeah. breathing. Guys, it's a job. And they just don't realize. They call it that for a reason. So my two favorite moments. Uh, so I wrote Terminator Triple X and I stopped by for some of the filming at Hustler Studios and there was this one porn actress who I'd never heard of before, but that's not uncommon for me. I don't really pay attention to stuff like that. And uh, she was playing Sarah Connor, and her name was Bailey Blue, I want to say. 
And so the plot of Terminator, for those of you who haven't seen it, is Machine gets sent back in time to whatever year that movie was released. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he has to go kill Sarah Connor before she gives birth to offspring. That saves the world. That saves the world. Yeah, of and course it does. The offspring is actually the son of another time traveler who went back in time to go get Sarah Connor pregnant. So it, it's just like this. It's this mess. It's a mess. Why didn't they just leave Sarah Connor out of it and just fuck up each other? I don't know. Because people like putting dicks in things. And it's so, true. I mean, it's you gotta, gotta add that. So anyhow, they're in the, the scene where the sex scene where you know, Kyle Reeves, the guy who's going to help breed the baby hero of the future, and Sarah Connor are about to get it on. And earlier that day, the actor who was playing Kyle Reese informed the film crew that he, per his agreement with his girlfriend at the time, who I believe was Stormy Daniels, did not do internal cum shots. That was their thing. Because when you're in a relationship, when you're in porn, you know, you have your boundaries, whatever they are. And so it was no internal cum shots, I guess vaginally, I'm going to assume. So he was like, by the way, I can't come in her vagina, which is crucial to the plot line of this whole movie. Oh, my God. But they had already filmed all these other scenes. Oh, shit. And they're like, um, okay, we're just going to do this. We'll see what happens. And so oh they God. set up for the, the scene and they're like, Bailey... When he pops, which is the word they use for orgasm is a pop. When he pops, like, try to, like, put some between your legs or something. Like, improv, say something. You know, go for it. And then they get back behind the camera and they're like, go! And so the sex scene's happening and it's just like a normal sex scene. And then he goes to come and he pulls out and comes on her stomach. And as he does this... She looks up with this super offended expression and is like, I'm supposed to be queen of the world. And she starts scooping it into herself by the handful, yelling at him how she needs to make a baby so she can be queen. Um, Wow. And it was just like, and she did that with like 10 seconds prep to think about it. It was one of those magic moments. Yeah. That has to be one of the most genuine pieces of acting on a porn set because she had to have been just genuinely like, fuck, what do I do? Yeah. So well done. Yeah. And I'm sure that's in that movie because they only did one take for that scene. So that's there. Oh, wow. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> oh, my God. We're reviewing it for that scene now. And I'm going to guess we have listeners who are going to watch it now because they're going to be like, wait, there's genuine reaction happening. In a p- this is amazing. Yeah, it was it was fun. And I didn't write any of that dialogue. That was all total improv. She did an amazing job. So I'm cool. so I was so impressed by her that day. I'm a fan now just hearing that. Yeah. Bailey, wherever you are. Props to you. You go, girl. Email us, info at two girls, one mic. We want to know. And you mentioned there was a second scene that you can't get out of your mind. So my second favorite moment of being on a set was Star Wars X, which was the biggest budget porn parody of its time. Still might be. It was like a 10 or 14 day film schedule. Usually they're one to three days. It was nuts. So... As we talked about a little bit ago, there's uh, things you learn when you write porn parodies and things you have to do to adapt uh, source material. So if you look at the uh, first Star Wars movie, episode four, for those of you in doubt, not episode one. How dare they? Yeah, I know. (sighs) Get it together. These children. (laughs) So No respect. If you look at episode four, 
there's like one lady character. There's one is Princess Leia, and yeah. and then there's like people mm-hmm. in the background that hardcore nerds know about, but that's it. So you're sitting here going, we need five sex scenes, we need an entourage of women to do them, and there's one lady here. How do you get the lesbian scene? Yeah, in? how do you get the lesbian in scene in? <laughs> is there a female Chewy? I need to know. <laughs> no. So what they did, which I thought was very clever, and this is actually uh, my ex um, who wrote this screenplay, Ghost wrote it again. They decided to make all the stormtroopers female. So suddenly you had oh, endless yeah. women. You could have all the women you wanted. It didn't matter. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. That is fantastic. Hashtag equality. Hashtag she trooper. (laughs) But you know what the worst part about now, knowing that there's potentially female stormtroopers? There's going to be like some asshole sitting behind his computer and be like, oh, yeah, that's why they couldn't shoot and they couldn't aim. Oh, no. No, no, no. Here's here's the real reason why they couldn't shoot. Because the force didn't want them to be able to hit someone because they're really well trained. But the force is like, fuck you. Sorry, I'm a huge nerd, okay? <laughs> no, it's, I watch it's videos fine. on this shit, okay? I need a life. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about Star Wars, then we have to kind of... This is a great segue to the film we watched today. Uh, so we watched E.T. <laughs> we watched some E.T. parody porn, and I have questions. Well, before we get into that, so first off, did you know that uh, E.T. is part of the Asagoan species of the Star Wars universe? No. Wait, what? Yes! So... Actually, in a, I, I want to say the Clone Wars uh, film, you can even see within the Galactic Republic. Floating around in those oyster or clamshells. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You see some of his species. Uh, they even have a character uh, named, I want to say, Griblips, which is just Spielberg spelled backwards. Well played. Yeah. That sounds like a cat treat. <laughs> Oh my! If it's not, True. it is now. I'm also rubbing my temples right now because having E.T. in the background of that is just... I'm sorry, I'm offended now. Just I feel like this is wrong somehow. Yeah, I mean, also in the actual film E.T., not the porn, they did actually have uh, E.T. during the Halloween scene uh, attempt to reach Yoda uh, when he was walking on the street, which oh, it kind of indicates, that. yeah, he either knows Yoda or of his race. Or found him attractive. Oh. E.T. seemed to want to stick it into anything with a hole he in did. this. He was a horny little alien with a very large... He, I was impressed with what they decided to gift him with for this. Jesus. So we need to actually specify which E.T. film we saw because, uh, guys, do you know how many E.T. films there exist? E.T. porn parodies. I know there's at least two. How many are there total? There's four. Oh, no. What? <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I looked. I found four. Oh, my God. And only one other one had semblance of a plot where he had a female E.T. who was sent to Earth in the Victorian era. No. Uh, to learn, yes, to learn no, about her customs. That's not a parody. That's just someone's like, I want people to fuck an alien. No, that was like a weird fanfic. Oh, That's God. That's like, was there steampunk? Tell me there was steampunk. <gasps> there was no steampunk. Okay, thank God. That makes it a little less. No, it's still fucking horrible. But I have. It's not that I hate steampunk. I just I have no use for it. Please don't don't at me. Just don't like her. Do it. Do it. She wants it. I get enough fucking hate mail for telling people they don't need to eat organic. Like, go ahead, pile this on. I think steampunk is silly. I'm glad that you enjoy it. I think it's fucking silly. 
I'm glad that we have modern technology. So we reviewed specifically E.T. Triple X, a Dream Zone parody timeline, uh, the 2013, the most recent of the all the E.T. films that I guess exist. Uh, and this was directed by Jim Powers. And if you don't know Jim, I mean, some of Yvette, some of his other classic work, and Allison, maybe you've heard of this, but he is the director who brought you American Bukkake 1 through 39. Holy shit. Oh, man. He has seen a lot of fucking goblets of jizz in his life. That is a man that has seen goblets? more goblets of jizz than I have. That's just the word I'm going with. Okay, I was like, sure. I think of Bukaki, and I, I've seen some weird Japanese shit in my life. Oh, did oh you? Have, worse. I'm not saying I've enjoyed it. I'm saying I've seen it. Did you see the Japanese sex toy NASCAR? No. Wait, what? Where it was what? girls being fucked by fucking machines on wheels and they had to steer while orgasming and being pounded in whatever orifice they were being pounded in and doing multiple circuits around this. And whenever they needed a tune-up, they'd have to pull off into like, you know, where you change your tires. How do we get them to sponsor this podcast? I don't know. I just remember just watching it and like they're doing the lube changes and I'm just like, huh. Oh, That's God. a version of Meals on Wheels I approve of. <laughs> That's perfect. He also directed Come Hunters 1 through 9. Did they use shotguns? This man keeps busy. <laughs> How intense was this come hunting? Yeah, like w- were the girls in flannels and like the ear flaps? <laughs> no, were they were they hunting for lady come or, or man come? I'm just saying. Did they use bear mace? Some men deny the existence of female come. Sure. So how hard could they have been? I'm just saying. This could have been a Bigfoot hunter parody. Don't get me started on Bigfoot right now. There's a whole thing going on. I cannot with Bigfoot. Want to give us the quick rant and figure out if you want to get into it more or not? It's not really a rant, sort of a rant. There's a like a Bigfoot research society, a real one with real oh, people God. who really believe in Bigfoot who get reports from all over the country and they send out representatives to go inspect the reports. And I attended a podcast recording and there was a woman who went up and talked about her time currently and for the last several years being a Bigfoot Research Center representative in whatever area she lives in and all the people she's interviewed and the evidence she's collected and why she believes in Bigfoot. It was insane. Yikes. That's a word for it. That's an accurate word for it. You know, some people, they get a thing in their head that they think is real and they chase that dream and they're wrong. I have no other great way to say that. Like there's... By now, if Bigfoot existed, given the size of him, the amount of the species that would have to be like, look, there are like two rhino. What are there any white rhinos left? And we can find them. Wait, I just want to say, speaking of Bigfoot size, how much semen would he produce for a cum hunter? Oh, oh that's a good question. well, actually, Bigfoot might be female, according to our past guest of the show, uh, Natalia Regan, who's an anthropologist. She's actually done whole episodes because she actually had a Bigfoot hunting show on Spiked, I want to say, as well as she's also uh, mentioned something about how Bigfoot, if it were a male, would have a either small, small penis or yeah. low stamina, something along the lines. Small so, penis, because we, uh, I believe... Humans have a larger penis size in general than do the rest of the primate. 
uh, grouping of critters. So, yeah. So we'll have her back on the show eventually to discuss Bigfoot sex life, assuming if Bigfoot ever existed, which it doesn't. I would love to see like a Blair Witch parody, which I know has to exist. But as they're going along in the woods with the little cameras, every so often they just find huge piles of Bigfoot jizz. <laughs> and it's just a side plot line. And at the end, after the credits, there's just some dude in a Bigfoot costume jerking off onto trees. Like, that would make it for me. I mean, those have to be pretty large pools of jizz. Like, you'd have to be hoarding jizz for a while. I'm thinking, like, you just load up, like, a good Nerf gun and you just hose down the trees for your set build. I have a tiny dog. And if you've seen a tiny dog at the end of a walk, they are marking everything. Maybe Bigfoot's got nothing else to do and he's just jerking off every five seconds. And it's like spiders coming out of it now. At, at like the nothing. end, it's just spider eggs, and they float away on their little strands. They hatch midair and then float. Maybe that's where all the spiders came from, yeah. Bigfoot's cock. And, yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. That's an old, like, folktale I heard out of Hungary. Uh, that's weird. I heard it down at the bus stop by this homeless dude, but that's cool. <laughs> It was a Hungarian. Oh, I was just going to say, he must have been Hungarian, so. Yeah. Let's go through this porn because, hoo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alice, we've we've seen some things, but we saw a glowing dick. Ooh. Okay, so we should probably start off with the basic plot line of E.T. There was a plot line? E.T. came, E.T. saw, E.T. left. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of what happened. He formed some friendships. He fucked some, he got some pussy. It seemed good. Well, I, I meant the non-porn plot line, um, but... That was there? Minus the pussy. It was accurate. Yeah, so uh, if you have somehow never seen E.T., the extraterrestrial, you know, it's essentially the story of a gentle alien becomes stranded on Earth after being discovered. It befriends a young boy uh, named Elliot, lives in his house unknowingly to his family, and uh, then eventually goes home. <laughs> so after possibly being probed by a scientist or two. Yep. And of course, they form this mind connection between Elliot and E.T. and and they fly on a bicycle and that's and there are Reese's pieces in it because it's like, ooh, we can have advertising in movies now. And that's all anyone remembers from the movie. Did you know, actually, uh, it wasn't supposed to be Reese's pieces originally. It was supposed to be M&M's. Yeah. And M&M's turned them down. They didn't want to be associated wow. with the movie. And they've been regretting that ever since. Yeah, they probably read the script and was like, this sounds really shitty and pointless. And what really is happening and why? No. Who's this Spielberg guy? Gemblertz. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> that was one alien. <laughs> You're nice, but I mean, who who the fuck are you, guy? Really? You're going to have a guy float on a bicycle across the moon with an alien and that's going to be special in people's childhood? Really? No. They still regret that. So we begin the film, instead of just E.T. being lost in the woods and not making it back to his ship on time, we start with E.T. jacking off in the woods. So you close know, encounters of the pantless kind? You know what? He never wore pants, but this is a good way to go. If you're going to be without pants, this seems like a thing you'd do. I, I would like to think that he was jacking off in the woods, sure, but out of frame was Bigfoot also jacking off, and they were having a competition. <laughs> For those cum puddles. Yeah. And next to them was probably like a leprechaun and a unicorn. Like all the cryptozoology things were just, they're having a congregation. And when they congregate, it is a, a masturbation. It's a Frenzy. see who can jerk off the furthest contest. It's how we got more than one cum hunters. 
Oh, that'd be such a good take on that. Alice, that is our Everest. <laughs> should write. We should bring in Natalia. We should do this right. Make sure we have all the cryptozoology facts right. Yeah. There we go. So uh, E.T.'s jacking off in the woods. The police roll up and uh, saucer flies away. So we have the opening scene there established. We also have E.T.'s dick established. It's, it's something. It's long. It's a little, I guess, would, would we call that veiny if we had to describe it to an audience that did not know how else to imagine it? Well, what, like, I was looking at it and I was trying to figure out, like, what it was. And so what I think it was was either a broom handle or, like, a piece of rebar with, like, <laughs> a, like an elbow length, like, latex glove turned inside out and then shoved all the way down it but before they did that like they put a flashlight in the tip of the the pipe and then that was the dick oh my god oh and screen so they painted it green yep and the classic movie et's finger lights up yeah no uh his dick lights up in this one when he orgasms specifically when he orgasms next where where we're introduced to the kids in this scenario and obviously we can't just have them being children be kind of weird. Be kind of illegal, too. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all in junior college. How's that different from regular college? Junior college is basically a cheaper version of a four-year college. So it only covers oh. the first two years, and then you transfer to a four-year. And junior college, you can get an AA but or an AS, but you can't get anything higher than that. Yeah. And the good thing about the California system, like, I know my husband did it for the first two years of his. Like, all your, your credits transfer really, really easily out at the in the junior college system in California. Yeah, um, most of the time. Like, it's not quite the same equivalent as a community college. The rest of the country, like, you go to community college in New Hampshire, ha, good luck. It's kind of a California joke, I guess. So what ends up happening in this scene is we have Ellie and her friends and her family who are staying up late on a school night. Ellie goes, gets a pizza, runs back in saying she saw a monster, but apparently uh, her family thinks that she ate the pizza, dropped and lied about it within a a span of a millisecond. Like, I mean, come on. This sounds more like you should at least go outside to see if there's like a snake in the yard. Look, I know how far Capri Anderson's mouth can go, but not that wide. I I just I'm surprised that none of you have brought up the fact that this whole place where they're hanging out and having pizza and being, you know, junior college students, it it looks like a meth house. It's not good. Maybe we're just so used to that. <laughs> it like, might be. It's like, look, I've been renovating a house that, that was formerly inhabited by a hoarder. I've been desensitized. I removed a family of 14 possums from here in the last month, okay? Why did you kick them out? They have nowhere to go. They have a tree that they live in, and they accidentally caught in here. Okay. But there were a couple of them that were too young, and I brought them to animal rescue. I did the responsible okay. thing. By the way, if you find baby possums that are separated from their mother, people out there listening, you need to bring them to a rehab or do not attempt to do it yourselves. Anyway, back to a regularly scheduled <laughs> porn thing instead of telling you how to handle uh, live outdoor animals. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is specifically the podcast people listen to for possum care tips. I mean, while you're listening to, you know, reviews of alien dick, but, you know, it's we need to get a little bit of everything for everyone in here. Possum care. So uh, we get some human dick initially because uh, two of the characters, uh, instead of studying and pulling an all-nighter, they, uh, well... They bone. They bone. They study each other's genitals. They've been sitting on the couch making out, and it's just... That's the initial sex scene. And it's like, here's the thing. These are the types of sex scenes that I kind of skip in these. Like, I watch the first few minutes to see if anything stays in character, 
And it's like, there's no dialogue. It's like, it was good sex. Okay. But, you know. Okay, no one told me I could skip the sex scenes. I watched every damn sex scene in that movie, and it was not good. (laughs) I could have sworn I messaged and let you know that shit. No. I'm so sorry. Well, it was important to watch the one where E.T. had a threesome. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah. So don't worry, the ones you watched in which there was alien dick, it was not lost time. No, but the other ones was just... We're so sorry. Fortunately, I conned one of my friends into watching this with me on a video chat. So that was its own form of entertainment. I just kind of like click through and occasionally check in to be like, nothing, E.T. hasn't stopped in here yet. But like, no, it just when it's just plain old gonzos, I'm like, I can watch this later. <laughs> this is not what I, I right now I'm working. <laughs> It was decent enough, but, you know, on to the next scene. And on to the next scene. Uh, we're at breakfast, but they're having pizza. Um, okay, I do that. Yeah, but they... Okay, so specifically, I don't have a problem with that. I feel it's a continuity error. It is a continuity error. It's because she's suppo- pizza. Yeah, but she lost the pizza from last night. How'd they get new pizza? Did they order new pizza? Or was there leftover pizza from before, but they ordered new pizza, ignoring the leftovers from before? Did they have pizza in the fridge and not want to use a fridge pizza? Maybe E.T. puked it back up. There are a couple different ways this could have gone, but I see this as a possible continuity error. Mm. I mean, we're so dedicated to making sure everything is perfect and there are no continuity errors in porn. I can't imagine such a thing would happen. Look, this is the level we want out of our porn. I have another continuity error later in this thing, but it's a uh, blue cup, clear cup thing that bugged me later on. But moving on. Yeah, this was a, uh, it's like, why? Why? And we did have a classic line thrown in in this scene. Shut your pie hole, penis breath. But let's be honest, he's probably not the one with penis breath in this porn. Maybe he is. We don't know his life. That's true. But at least for this movie. We did not see anything indicating breath of penis. So how can you guys describe the next scene where uh, we have finally E.T., you know, coming in to the house? Let's see. So Ellie, is she wants to lure... E.T. in because she's like, I know, I know I saw this, this monster. So she makes a trail of Reese's. And I, I'm pretty sure they used, it looks like they used Reese's, of course. And she's, she's chilling out in a chair wearing a large sweatshirt. A really short skirt slash no pants? Sweatshirt, panties, I guess. And in comes E.T. and he drops the handful of Reese's. Did you guys notice how E.T. shuffled towards her, by the way? Yeah, I was trying to figure that out the whole movie. Yeah. There's a person in there. They have normal length arms. Is it a woman on her knees because the arms looked womanly? Or is it a midget with a normal torso and very short legs? I honestly don't know. I know that they used a couple little people for the original E.T. Uh, they actually had three different actors. In this movie or on? No. Oh, oh in the actual E.T. real non-sex E.T. Non-sex E.T. Although I kind of want to know how many actors they had in this one. One. You're probably right. <laughs> Could have just been random people on set taking turns dealing with the costume. No, it's your turn. I lost a bet. <laughs> it's like, dude, it fucking smells in there. Look, I'm not actually getting my dick sucked. So get in there and hold that fucking broom handle, okay? Oh, man. It was probably someone from like wardrobe or props because everyone else is going to be doing like light sound and, and camera. So they've got to find someone that's not occupied who they don't have to pay extra money to. Oh, God. It might have been one of the girls in the sex scenes. They might have just been rotating out the girls. That seems unlikely. So I assume it's like wardrobe or props makeup, something like that. I can imagine. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Mm-hmm. God. 
very much clerksy on the set of the E.T. So we need a behind the scenes of what happened. If you were inside the E.T. costume <laughs> on the set of the E.T. porn parody, email us info two girls one mic. I want to know. I want to know, too. I want to know if like if the person in the costume was like operating the jizz blower bulb. Oh, like, dude. I need to know. Because at one point it glowed and at one point it, it blew. Oh, yeah. So let's uh, actually get to the second time we see E.T. touching himself. Yeah. Which is the next scene where what do you do if you have an alien in your house? Well, you take it to your bedroom and you start touching yourself. Yeah, that's a totally a thing that happened. Now, here's the thing. they it's I mean, they were mimicking each other's gestures. There was mutual masturbation. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It was kind of like it went from... I'm Ellie, you're whatever, to I'm touching my tits. And then E.T.'s massaging his own tits. And it's just like, where did this go wrong? Who touched her? You know, maybe this is some cross-universal diplomacy, and we're not giving Ellie enough credit for her thinking, you know, maybe this is how the universe speaks to each other through horniness. If Capri Anderson can get it off in front of Charlie Sheen, she could probably get off in front of this E.T. costume. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, maybe as Tiger Blood or also known as HIV. I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't get the joke. Charlie Sheen, HIV positive, went on a crazy rant about uh, having... He's HIV positive? You didn't know? Yeah. No, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Oh, yeah. A couple of years ago, it turned out that sh- shockingly, after all the fucking crazy shit he did, he got AIDS. It's like, look, dude, fuck all the people you want. Use condoms, please. Oh, well, not he didn't only just use regular condoms. He used lambskin condoms, which oh, are God. way less effective. Oh, God. Yeah. Why do people do that? This yeah, friggin'. Please. Okay, if you're a hipster... There's no such thing as an organic, boneless, landskim condom, so just don't. It's not going to happen. It's not worth it. Comes in plaid. I don't care. Stop. Yeah. Sorry. I I live so close to Williamsburg. Oh, my God. You know, I think just to appeal to hipsters, I'm going to start selling condoms with little bow ties on them. (gasps) Oh, I've seen that. Little tuxedos that are printed on the condom. Fuck. I'm not the first to market. We'll put that into the fuck wipes kit. Well, now you can make them plaid tuxedos. All right. Well, there's a market. If you want plaid tuxedo condoms, email us at info at two girls one mic. Clearly, you're our audience. Hey, I found out recently that one of my friends is the inventor of the mango flavored condom. Oh. That's his thing. How good's the mango flavor? Because that's a tricky one. I Or is don't it like know. a banana where it's recognizable as like the fruit, but it's definitely not the fruit? I banana flavor know. always tastes like banana flavor. It doesn't taste like banana. Have you noticed that? Exactly. So is it like mango flavor or mango? Didn't ask him enough. I just went, that sounds terrible. I hate mangoes. And then I dropped it. <laughs> that's... I can see why the conversation would drop right there if that is your opinion on mangoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like I would make no further inquiries if someone was like, it's a pea soup condom. Yeah, you'd be like, that's be nice. Like, Not my favorite. Are you kidding Not- me? I would be like, how do we make this happen? How do we have a full course of condoms? How do we have a roast beef condom? I want to know. See, I would do the roast beef. Not a fan of pea soup. Especially when they stuff the chunks of like ham inside the pea soup condom. Oh. <laughs> what does the jizz look like after does it affect it is the texture off you just mash it together between two fists until it's liquid and then you pour it out and you've got your soup it's both a condom and a soup so it's kind of a cross between oh maybe it's actually a condiment oh, oh we're trademarking shit. Oh. this oh my god you've outpunned yourself today that was 
Natalia would approve. We're making food for astronauts right now. This is what they're going to take into space. This is going to be an Alex Jones next survivalist kit. Oh, God. That he sells to, to men who are sure that they're losing all their rights. I'm okay with that. <laughs> they can be overcharged for really horrible food that comes in tubs and needs to be rehydrated. In a condom. Here at Two Girls, One Mike, we think it's important to support you in your masturbatory habits. It's sex with someone you love. And we love them too. Love's a really strong word, according to my therapist. We care about getting each and every one of them a better orgasm, and that is close enough. And we would never recommend anything we haven't personally tested. Which is why you can trust us when we say we highly recommend Clona Willy. Because with Clona Willy, you can masturbate and have sex with someone you love while at home and shame eating Uber Eats. I told you to take the camera out of my home. Oops. So with Clona Willy, you can make a dildo and now a fleshlight out of your own anatomy. As we've found, it's a fun and messy process. And if you're doing this on your partner, they're strategizing and evasive maneuvering. It's kind of like adult risk, but instead of winning a fake country, you get a real vibrator. And do what you want with it. Hang it on a wall. Hide it in your goodie drawer for when you're home alone. Send it to your significant other as the only version of you that's willing to fly United. Use it to fix a broken leak. Or to cause one. Personal experience. Use it as a beer cozy. Smash the patriarchy with the cold one, ladies. So crack a cold one with the boys. Stick it in the girls. Where can our listeners find out more about this madness? <laughs> to clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com to check it out and type in the promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. So speaking of people who need to be rehydrated, so Ellie is faking sick. So sick people need hydration? Never mind. That was a really solid, I liked that. That was a good segue. That was a terrible segue, but I'm going to support you. That was horrible. Well, you're trying to keep us on track. She's the one that keeps us on track. I'm the one who's like, and I'm going to take a crowbar and take us off the rails. Ah, ah. (laughs) So look, we have our roles to play. So much like in the film, Ellie's faking sick. She's heating up a thermometer. Mom goes to work, pulls E.T. out of the closet. Now, here's what I was a little curious about, about the direction of the film. So she starts showing E.T. her toys, such as, like, a dinosaur action figure, water gun toys, a jump rope. Why didn't she show E.T. sex toys? I was wondering that, too. Yeah. I'm looking at this going, I know what Wood Rocket would have done with this. It was cute. It was sweet. I feel like this had a little bit more of a, uh, there were places where they could have turned it into more of a porny, sexy thing. And they're like, we're going to have this have an actual relationship. Yeah. Look, Jim Powers, who brought us the Irritable Bowel Syndrome series. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yes. And what was the what, what was what? the big sexy part of that exactly? I find very few things sexy about irritable bowels. I, That's I, what I'm trying to figure out. Like, my bowels are not happy when they're irritated. Like, you can do some things to, to my undercarriage that are happy that are not irritating them. So, Alice, wow. have you watched these? Do nope. you know what the thing is? Not yet. And I say yet because I, I know if I watch them, every idea I have of what this could be from Come Hunters to... Jesus Christ, Irritable Bowel Syndrome series. I I mean, this is a man who produced I Want You to Make My Ass Pregnant. That's the, uh, that's another wow. series of his. I don't know. I mean, Whoa. I need to meet him. It's never going to live up to my thoughts. 
Right? We need to bring them out to drinks and ask some questions. Oh my God, I would. Yeah. First off, do you know basic anatomy? <laughs> I just want to know, like, could irritable bowel syndrome be like enema porn? Because some people are fucking into that. No, see, what I'm thinking is it's women playing that they have IBS. And then they're like oh, going to a yeah. bathroom and some guy's blocking the bathroom door and he's like... You can't come in unless you blow me. I would go with doctor's office. Doctor says, well, here's your prescription. You need to do anal sex with this special lube or the doctor cures them or, you know. Oh, no, no. You've got the suppositories that go up your butt. They're little plastic rockets. But they do so much better. But what if the suppositories were a guy's dick? I'm going to have to insert the drugs via my dick. (laughs) The suppositories only work with a little bit of of friction and and extra heat. Or it was semen enemas are the only thing that will cure you. The only way we can get at this is internally, and you need to swallow so much cum to get your pH back to normal down there. I've put an invisible camera on the tip of my dick. I'm going to inspect you now. (laughs) There are so many. We have so many questions. So many. Where did he get the invisible camera? I mean, they do make very small cameras nowadays. Can we attach it to a condom? It would be like a little miner's helmet. (laughs) (laughs) It's... That would make me so happy. How do we get a little helmet onto a condom? If you know how, email us, info at twogirlswomike.com. So getting back to the porn, we have Ellie who decides to show E.T. to her brother. And in my personal opinion, this is the best acting out of the entire film. Oh, yeah, when he does the, 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 when his friend comes in and does the double take and the triple take. Yeah, Yeah. says, shit, Ellie, what the fuck is that yeah which is how somebody should react when they see that yeah i mean the other brother coming in and the other actor holding him while he's screaming shut the fuck up that didn't convince me but what convinced me was the initial line in the delivery it looked like the actor saw the et costume for the very first time if anything might have been who knows (laughs) but they make a lot of noise the mom yes. rushes in. Uh, I thought you were sick. You've got to take college more seriously or join the army. Yeah. And just mom puts her back into bed. Now, he, I think here is where I had a continuity issue because she puts her back into bed and, and she goes back out of the closet. She walks to the closet and she's wearing this little tank top and underwear. She goes to get E.T. out of the closet. Or this might have been a different in the earlier scene, but she goes to get E.T. back out of the closet. When she opens the door, she has a sweatshirt on again. Oh, I didn't notice. Maybe she got yeah, cold right? in between. But no, she had her hands on the doors while she had the sweatshirt on. And as she's pulling back and it's like she has her hands in the door and they have the camera looking at her from behind because she has a really nice butt. Why wouldn't you film her from behind? And then they're filming from the sides as she's opening the doors and she already had her. And like when they film from the side, the next cut, she has the sweatshirt on. And I'm like, <gasps> This was too much for me not to notice. You took me out of thinking this was a fantasy. What? This isn't a movie? How could you? So speaking of hiding things in closets, uh, when I used to live at my parents' house years and years ago, my mother had at one point a delicatessen she was shutting down, and there was a cat who gave birth to several kittens. And... I was able to arrange homes for all the cats, except Mm -hmm. my mother said, no, 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 I really want to take the mother cat home. And I said, look, we already have two. Dad is not going to fly with this. She ended up taking the mother cat, hiding it in my sister's closet. It lived there. It was terrified of leaving. It lived there for three months. My father had no idea. So you can live in closets or have animals live in closets and people won't know. Can I take this to the next level and completely deviate? 
Go for it. Yeah, okay. do it. So I was recently in England, and I found out, and I this is all from hearsay. I have not Googled at all, so don't at me, except I don't pay attention to that shit anyhow. <laughs> I guess there's a show that's been around for at least a decade. I don't know if it's still going called Hideabout, is what I believe they said the name was. Mm. And it's basically a reality TV show where C or B level celebrities hide in a person's home while their family attempts to keep them hidden from the one person who loves that B or C level celebrity. And so they keep them there for like five days or a week. And there's like cameras that are showing like the father and the kids like shuffling the C level celebrity news anchor from whatever into a pantry. And then the mom goes to get cereal. And so they're like, Oh "Oh, shit, mom, look over here. And then they shuffle them into the bedroom closet and they just do that for a week. You know what I would love to do? I would love to take that show recreated, except without celebrities. I would rather use their ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, or (laughs) ex-hookups. You just get stabbings. It's like the opposite of Man Whore, the podcast. We're just going to shuffle them around the house when you don't want to see them. Oh, man. Jesus. I would set up like Wolverine knives, you know, out of my hands, except with duct tape and steak knives, and I'd just be like, ready. Hearing that that exists, I'm like, now my sense of reality is completely fucked. I'm like, has this happened to me before? And I just don't know about it. Oh, I hope it has. Finding out, and I said this on a podcast a few uh, weeks ago that we recorded, that Pizza Rat was a hoax, and the person we had on just didn't have a clue. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this. It was, And it's this person that did a lot of like these kind of, you know, sneak a viral Mm. hoax that people would never expect Mm -hmm. was a hoax. Because how the fuck would you expect that a rat pulling a slice of pizza isn't just a symbol of New York City? Yeah. Stuff like that fucks with your sense of reality, and it's meant to, but it makes you go, what else wasn't real? So speaking of things that aren't real, (laughs) you're trying so hard. She's so good at this, too. Because I, like I said, I got the crowbar. She's like, no, back. She's got the choke chain on me. So our next scene, we have the brothers hanging out with Ellie uh, and E.T., and they're pointing to a globe. Hey, this is where we are. Where are you from? And he decides to just levitate some balls, because obviously, if you levitate stuff, that means you're from outer space, not the entire costume and getup that makes you look like you're from outer space. The thing I loved about that scene was the balls, which were like foam balls, were clearly on strings, but then they decided to overlay the whole thing with a glamour filter. (laughs) And that was the magic. And I was like, oh, Oh, I can do this with my phone too. This is terrible. I've blocked so much of this movie out. Seems like a good way to go with it. No, I'm watching it going, this was made recently enough that they had technology to make this look like, you know, he's like, he could just be like, look, I'm R2-D2, blast this out of my fingers. But instead, they're like, he makes things float. And maybe he is related to Yoda. Oh, shit. Plot twist. See? Oh. They're like zebras and horses. They're kind of related. Is there a Yoda porn? I mean, if there's Star Wars porn, there has to be We only did episode four. Yeah, but there's other Star Wars porns. There's like seven of them. Oh, okay. I have to find this out. I pay attention to any of this. I want to see some girl trying to ride Yoda's ears. Like a DP scene with one girl and Yoda's ears. Like both in at the same time? Yes. You could have your anal ear and your vaginal ear. I feel like the face would be a really good, like, clitoral stimulator. You'd have the ears, you just, you know, and, like, somewhere down there, that that cock might be a good little, it'd fit in the butt. It could work. I feel like I need to stare at Yoda's face some more to decide whether or not what part of him would stimulate me properly. Haven't thought about that. I just got a new toy in PR that just reminds me of Yoda's ears. So it's, I I don't know if you've gotten it yet or not. Oh, yeah, wait, the one that looks like a stingray. (laughs) 
Yes. Have you have you played with it yet? I have. I have mixed feelings. What, what was the name of it again? The Mimic. Yes, a Mimic Plus. It's. I. I was going to say, should we should we cut this and talk about no, it in another episode? No, fuck it. We're, we're talking about it. We're so, doing it live. I. Uh, I love it. You know, we got a couple other things in PR that um, I and it's just for our audience to know. PR it means that it showed up. We didn't pay for it, but we also are not being paid to talk about it. Um, oh, so the we mimic, will talk about the good, the bad, the weird too. So. Yeah, we're 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 spilling all the tea. Holy um, shit! I just looked up this toy. It does look like a stingray. Yeah, um, but I haven't. Right? So here's the thing. I'm kind of I'm in a relationship with two men. Oh God, you are lucky. One's my husband. The other's my Hitachi. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. it's my husband and my Hitachi. Oh yeah. no, for real, the Hitachi uh, is just. I have a cordless. Right, it's the best thing. The Hitachi saved me from so many stupid re- uh, decisions in my twenties because it was like, yeah, I could go out and fuck this guy, or I could stay home with my Hitachi, who won't send stupid text messages to my phone and will definitely get me off. Uh, so it was that was my saving grace. Moving on. So I've been really like on this for a long time kick that this is the only vibrator that can get me off. I love the Mimic. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out which mode, which position is the best for me with it. But yeah, this thing fuck, I feels like it gives me a nice deep slash gentle orgasm. So I like it quite a bit. It's about, it, what is it, a $100 vibrator? I though? think so it's I mean, 100 120 So it's not the cheapest thing on the market. Now yeah. that said, for me, it's a matter of positioning because the first few times I yeah. tried it myself, positioning, I couldn't get it to a position where I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I had to have a partner that helped me out to position it and say, oh, Alice, I read the instructions. This is how. Yeah, I don't read instructions. I just do. Same. Um, I'm just like, look, it's a thing. I have a vagina. I'm going to feel this out. I feel like I need to play with it more because I'm not sure if if I didn't pay for this, if I would have bought it or not. It's definitely different. Um, it has yeah. multiple modes. Um, not the cheapest toy, but I mean, I don't know. I think for vibrating for self-stimulation, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot, but, you know, it's clearly not the exact right fit for everyone. I haven't used my Hitachi since I got it. What? Um, wow. So You betrayer. Yeah, which is, How dare you? I'm not saying I'm not going to use it again. Are you fucking crazy? Uh, <laughs> well... It's also harder, like you could use a Mimic like on yourself when you're solo, definitely, but it would be harder to use a Mimic, for example, if like you're getting it from behind, like unlike a Hitachi. Yeah. But going back to the board, I guess this is the best segue I could do. Mm. Uh, So Ellie, uh, in the next scene, we find her going to school uh, and E.T.'s home alone and he's rummaging through the fridge, gets drunk and then finds the ass channel. Because of course, as an E.T. does. And because he's getting drunk, of course, Ellie is connected to him at the brain uh, and she's drunk at school, which is, it was pretty funny. I watched this less than a week ago and I have forgotten every single one of these scenes until you bring them up. I watched them two hours before we do this and I take notes on everything. I was like, do I take notes? And then I was like, no, I'll remember this. No. I watched it three times. Oh. We have three different levels of neuroses. <laughs> I watch, I take really uh, careful notes on everything that I see happening. But like, I used to go be like, ah, oh, I missed a line of dialogue. I should go back and shit. Our listeners will not suffer for one line of dialogue being missed by me. What's fun is I was watching this with my friend who lives in Los Angeles and now I'm in Brooklyn. So she went and rented a copy off of Hot Movies. And so, okay, we're starting this at the same time. And 
we realize early on that she got the softcore version of the movie and no. I got the hardcore version no. of the movie, which is what you guys rented. <laughs> so hers was like 30 minutes shorter than mine. And so we're like, okay, we'll just like, we'll pause this. Like when her sex scene cuts out and mine continues, she'll just pause hers and then we'll go. So by the time we got to the school sex scene, we were sitting here going, okay, okay, he's in her butt right now. He's in her butt. Where's he for you? What type of angle? Okay, oh what is this a what point of view is this? Are you and and we were describing the sex scenes to each other trying to see if we were watching the same sex scene, if I had gotten a new sex scene inserted. And some of the sex scenes like I would see a scene and then she would see the same scene like 2 minutes later. They were all spliced out oh. of order and then some stuff was missing. What? Wow. So if you watch us don't watch the softcore version clearly. No, yeah, and no. like also, like, the E.T. sex scene, like, the threesome that we're going to be talking about soon. Which is next. Which is, yeah. Oh, my God. Hers cut out so early into that scene that she oh went back no. and she's like, fuck it, I'm buying the hardcore one. I'm just going to do this right now. And she got, like, 15 more minutes of E.T. sex. Let's discuss this. So we have uh, Birdie's girlfriend, uh, Debbie and Birdie, who decide to, well, at least Debbie decided to dress E.T. up. And according to Birdie, dress him up. You made him look like a transsexual. A transsexual. Uh, well, he likes to play dress up. What's his name? Are you an extraterrestrial? An E.T.? And this is where E.T. finally starts communicating and repeating names back. And, uh, you know, you have the famous scene of, you know, E.T., uh, do you want to make calls home? Phone home? E.T., phone home. <laughs> Was I hearing it wrong or was he saying E.T. call home? Like He said that too. He said both. Yeah, it's like, I know I heard phone and call. I'm like, I didn't. Yeah. So it's like to try to not copy too much. They're like, let's not get sued all the way. And here's where we start to diverge. And did you see his cock? It's huge. And he has an extra testicle. We should call him E.T. the extra testicle. And then commence with the sex scene. (laughs) And this is where I realized that E.T. has a Mr. Woodchuck voice. Pobble suck. Oh, you're right. He did. Oh my Pobble God. suck good. Ugh. It's tasty. Oh, my God. If you think meteors are hard, you should see what E.T. Never mind. Yeah. So I can't oh. do this. I, I, this, I, this scene fucked me up. I'm sorry, guys. This scene made me so happy. This is where, all right, her acting in this scene, for anyone who's like, there's no acting important, watch this fucking scene. Because she had to be talking to fucking, to this... E.T. while she's sucking someone else's cock and occasionally reaching over and, you know, at first she's, she's you know, jerking and eventually blowing E.T. and she's talking and having interplay, playful interplay and not laughing at the E.T. cock next to her. Okay. And the cock stayed hard. How does she not laugh? The entire time. Yeah, the guy didn't lose his, I mean, I get it, you know, because in porn you're going to take Viagra to last forever. But like, they don't take that much Viagra from what I've really? seen. On, like, uh-huh. the big industry sets, or sorry, not the big nice. industry, the big company sets. I've only seen Viagra taken once that I caught, and um, that was one of the stories that's going to tell you about Star Wars X. but whatever. No, tell us if you remember. I totally do remember, but I want to shout out really quick, because this sex scene was amazing. This girl was amazing. Yeah. That dude was amazing. And um, right? I had one of my friends who works in porn and knows everyone, and I sent him a screen cap, and it's Jody Taylor and Brad Remington, and they are officially my porn heroes. 
possibly forever. I was amazed at the entire thing just because they managed to make it not seem creepy that there is this kind of like childish alien. It seems like he's a, you know, like... E.T. is wearing a dress. Yeah, it's like there seems to be an equal and fun and, I can't believe I'm saying this, realistic dynamic of participation between the three in this porn scene, and it was magic. It was super magic, and I I wrote down my, my favorite set of lines, which was Brad going, do you like that E.T. cock? And then Jody yes! was like, I love that E.T. cock. It's so long. It's in my spleen almost. Oh, my God. The other one I uh, I like was she, uh, he said, you like that sloppy head E.T.? You like that? And E.T. gives a thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. Because, well, for me, I lost it when E.T. was fist pumping as she yeah. was he was getting blown. Oh, my God. I was hoping... Now, because we'd seen him glow when coming earlier, I was so hoping that when he came, he would come with it inside of her and no. like her stomach would glow. Ah, that's that's what I was hoping. That's for. out of budget, sir. <laughs> that is far out of budget. We have CGI now. We could just layer something. We saw what that looked like with the floating ball scene. We do okay, not have CGI. True. We have glamour filter and that's all we get. I had dreams. I, I had hopes for this movie that were outside of my budget. It's like, I don't know why you had those. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw this acting and it deserved better. It did. Like there was when she was doing the double blowjob scene and she had E.T. on one side and, and Mr. Remington on the other. And she was like one dick and then she'd move to the other dick. But she'd do this thing in the middle where her head and her mouth would tilt up like she was a whale coming up for air. And then she oh, would yeah. dive back down. So she wasn't looking side to side and doing it. She was doing a full arc it was just the most majestic thing and i must say her ball play in this scene uh was admirable i have no other word for this i applaud it she's a superhero he was great those two were the best thing in this movie if you are an alien from outer space looking for a blowjob uh this be your gal i also love the at some point during the scene brad was like yeah you suck that penis from outer space Oh my god! It's like that is the uh, most awkward phrasing, but it's wonderful. At the end, and I, I know I'm going to screw up the uh, the voice in this, but it was like little calm, and it was like this awesome. Like I'm like, this is how Mister Woodchuck would sound if he was uh, blowing it. Oh, and as he's coming, they have Jerry Springer cam on ET's face. Oh yeah, and his eyes started catching the reflecting the light from the light stands for filming, and I was just like, ah, no. Well, Hashtag budget. <laughs> That was something I'll uh, I'll definitely never be able to unsee. Oh, we didn't talk about the vaginal penetration where E.T.'s like just like the girl in the costume is just holding this pipe, this plastic sleeved pipe. And Jody's like lowering herself on it without trying to like stab herself in her stomach and bleed out yeah. while still looking yes. like she's having sex with it. But E.T. can't move because he'll hurt her. Yikes. And she's taking like a normal amount of dick. But this dick is like two feet long because it's got to get from E.T.'s crotch to like normal height for a dick. Yeah, that's like I like to joke that there are some dicks that are a challenge, but don't try to mount Mount Everest for a penis. Yeah. No. No, you don't need to do that. There are limits. Know your length. And once you know you're going to top out at your cervix, go for the butt. You know, this it ride stops. Oh, yeah. You can't get that thing to bend throughout your small intestine. This thing is going to has a finite limit. Yeah. Well, she definitely joined a thousand mile high club. She did. She would be a willing participant in that. So 
That's a dick. So uh, post the threesome scene, we find Ellie playing. Ellie finds E.T. playing with electronics. She hurts herself. He heals her. I assume with his dick. It was his dick. His dick glowed. Indeed. It was his dick. Every man just wants a woman to believe that that's the case. Yeah, my semen has healing powers. All you have to do is swallow loads of it. So To clarify, this wasn't a sex scene. He just touches her nose with his dick. She offers a blowjob and is rudely interrupted. But we next see uh, E.T. setting up a faux satellite in the woods. And Ellie wakes up in the woods, stumbles into her kitchen where her family is worried sick. And eventually... Find E.T. Uh, out in the woods, laying down face down by the river like it's some Blair Witch Project. Apparently, E.T. got cold. And Wasn't at- there the bike riding scene somewhere, like right before that? Because I remember it being totally out of sync with where it is in the real movie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so E.T. phone home. Dress E.T. up in a costume since it's Halloween. Classic scene where they fly, and then they set up the faux satellite. My bad. I have a complaint about the flying past the moon thing. Now, it's not that they didn't execute it well. I think that was cute. But I think that in a well-done porn parody, this should have somehow been sexualized. It should have been a butt. The moon should have been a butt. It's not sexy, but it's dumb. There should have been something that like, because I'm looking at this going, sex should have been integrated into each of the callbacks. Like instead of Reese's, maybe it should have been little candy penises that you get in the novelty shops. You know, like this wasn't like there are so many little ways they could have gone back and made something that was pretty fun, polished, like and just that little bit like a little better. And I've only learned this from watching way too many of these. There was no work put into this script. Mm. I don't think that this script was written by someone who whose main job was to write scripts. It was probably written by the director or one of the girls or a camera dude. There was no real script for this. Like, no effort. I bet this script for this was maybe six pages long. I agree. It was too simple. Yeah, you had all the classic lines, but there was nothing interesting about it. Like there's no thread woven throughout it Mm -mm. that a lot of the parodies do that bring it like they take one thing and turn it into a porn thing all throughout. Like I didn't find that in this. There was nothing that was really punny about it at all. Like we loved in Fap to the Future. The fuck's capacitor will be with me forever. (laughs) It was so good. That one, uh, Big Lebowski and Pee Wee's Big Adventure are probably my three favorites at this point. We like seeing Tommy Pistol being stupid. I'm just I'm just saying. If only they had hired him to play E.T. That would have been amazing. Oh just stick a little E.T. head on Tommy and yeah. Can you imagine if they had Tommy Pistol in that costume? Totally different movie. I mean, it would have had someone who knows what poses to do during sex to show masculinity and having a good time. And that poor girl was like, I'm going to pump my fist. I'm going to throw a gang sign. I'm going to make like I'm dancing in a club. I don't know. I don't know. E.T., you need to turn your body to a three-quarters position. We need to be able to see that crotch, baby. Come on. Yeah, it was. Show that ass. You don't have an extra testicle for nothing. We can only see two of them, E.T., two. This is not acceptable. I did see the third one in one angle. It was amazing. Yeah. They did a pretty good job of constructing. You think they would have done a close-up on the extra testicle. They put so much work into it. See, I have one problem with this. I think that there should have been three boobs if there were three testicles. Hard to disagree. I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. I'll take an extra nipple. I'll take anything I can grab onto, basically. If I can stimulate it, I am happy. (laughs) So we finally introduce the mother to E.T. She freaks out. Ellie, get away from that thing. It's going to give you rabies. 
You know, possibly. That's but, fair. I mean, half the house has had sex with it at this point, so. You know, rabies or her, which one's, like, it came from outer space. It can probably give you something way worse that we haven't discovered yet. Space herpes. <laughs> Spurpees. Herpes. Spurpees. To make sure to clamp down on spurpees, uh, I think this, what is it, the CDC barges in? It's Men in suits? Some. It's either the CDC or, if it were made today, it would be ISIS. Uh, Look, I'm standing by that show. Scientific ISIS. Sure. Jesus. No? I, I kind of assumed that it was just some dude in the neighborhood who thought the mom was hot, <laughs> got some of his friends, put on a doctor's outfit, got some plastic sheeting, and was like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Go and pretend someone has, like, the plague. And then they find E.T. and they're like, okay, good enough. This worked out. I might get some pussy out of this. Yes. Could you imagine a scam like that being run neighborhood to neighborhood? Just some guy, I'm a doctor. This is my <laughs> found it. There's a plague. <laughs> There's a plague. We need to quarantine you. And then eventually, like, they find one that it's like, oh, shit, they actually have an yeah, alien. Sure. Do you know how many houses he's tried this on at this point? 18. This is like his 15 today alone. Oh, shit. That is, that is some hours. You know what? He, he worked hard. It finally paid off. This one time. You know, it was on the season finale of Come Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> See, this episode has more continuity than this movie did. So just like in the classic, E.T. gets sick. We assume he's dead because he flatlines. He has a symbiotic relationship with Ellie. They're lying on the table. All that fun stuff happens. I have a problem with the dialogue here because oh, he's, so he's talking about uh, the, the doctor is like, he's trying to save him. He's like, come on, guys, I need that two mils of Dilaudid. I'm like, is this the only <laughs> medication you know about? That's just going to keep him out of like Dilaudid for the audience. By the way, I wrote my master's thesis on prescription opioid abuse and uh, abuse trends in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, and the toxicology Dilaudid uh, is also known as hydromorphone. It is a metabolite uh, of morphine. It's also a very strong drug. It's actually a little bit stronger than morphine. Uh, that's not a thing that's gonna save somebody that's fucking dying oh and the worst cpr i've ever seen yeah so that's just yeah. doing it way too quick he you're not gonna break any ribs with that yeah your your pace for cpr is a um stay is alive. Yeah, stay 100 alive. per minute count and you gotta go hard you need to break ribs so there are your science lessons for today kids back to dicking but because et is still alive because ellie leans over says she loves et and et is Starts to glowing his dick because he's horny. Little fucker. It's horny. It's a That's really accurate. Your voice finally comes in handy for this episode. As long as I stick to Mr. Woodchuck and not that other character, we're fine. So the mom is finally on board with all the kids and uh, they realize that there needs to be a distraction. So they need to get E.T. out of there. But how do you possibly... Possibly distract this doctor who just asked the mom out. The doctor's all, we need to get E.T. on ice and get him out of here. And the mom's like, I got this. I'm wet and I can't wait till this weekend after the doctor been hitting on her. And all of a sudden, Dr. Handel. You heard me, you sexy scientist. You know, this has never happened to me in one of my labs. And quite frankly, good, because that would have been sexual harassment. But you go, mom. You go. I hated this scene. I hated it too, but also I have some clear issues where if under his biohazard suit, he's not wearing clothing, that's not safe. Well, then like, what if there's a leak in his biohazard suit and then he has to throw away his favorite pair of pants? Yeah, that's just going to be more stuck for pathogens to stick to on you. What also is killing me is they're having sex on this couch and all the plastic sheeting's coming off. It's like, how safe is that? This is something that no uh, epidemiologist would be okay with. We're going to have a major Spurpees outbreak in that neighborhood <laughs> just because of this dude. And this guy's going to have to go back and run his scam again. Yeah. 
to track down some Spurpees. And what's the chance of finding two ETs? None. You know, we found one. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe we just haven't been looking hard enough. So we green screen the kids escaping on their bicycles, getting to uh, where the spaceship is out in the, into the woods. Uh, they're also flying because, of course, you know, just like a throwback to the original. What I do love is while they're flying, one of them yells, I'm flying! And it sounds like he's yelling that from a corner of a warehouse. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that in here where there was a lot of echo. Yeah, nobody thought we should probably put microphones on each of these people so that we get their sound. There were some audio issues. There were some major audio issues. If I had less uh, pity in my system, I would make one of my friends who does audio for porn listen to this bit and tell me what went wrong, but I wouldn't do that to him. (laughs) Yeah, bad mixing. (sighs) So ladies, describe the final scene to our audience. They all say goodbye. And then my favorite line of the end by uh, Mr. Remington, E.T., thanks for fucking my girlfriend with me. That's what true bros do. And then they fist bump. You know, sometimes people touch your heart. Sometimes people touch your pussy. What can you say? His next response was, maybe next time me and your girlfriend can hook up. Oh, God. Here's a question. If that's how big E.T.'s dick is, how deep is alien pussy? And how disappointed will alien pussy be in human dick? I don't know, because E.T.'s dick was really thin. Oh, maybe they'll be like, ooh, you you human men have girth. They're all girth, yeah. maybe. Or they could do penis extensions. Like, those are always weird. I've never seen a penis extension. Oh, you should look that up. Okay. Bad dragon, get back to us. <laughs> no, I mean like an unrealistic penis extension. Like, I've seen some, but I mean like really extending it. I mean- We can do this. We want two feet extra on this. Like, I'm just saying that it would put dread to shame, maybe. You just want to be able to fuck a blue whale, don't you? Who doesn't? Stop shaming my dreams. I'm not shaming. I just just wanted to check so that I could, you know, schedule our next trip accordingly. I'm looking out for you, Alice. Okay. I'm a supportive partner. Thank you. So E.T. says goodbye to Ellie. Ellie, I'll be right here. And then touches her vagina and it lights up. Because I think he gave her an orgasm by just touching it. Spurpees. <laughs> Spurpees. That was to... He, he loved her with Spurpees. Maybe he loves her so much he healed it. She's a virgin again. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? <laughs> it reactivated the hymen. That would be horrible. Yeah, I don't want to go through that again. Did you know there's kits where you could um, fake your virginity? Yes, I've seen that. What? Yes. Like, is it just so you bleed like, or have fake blood? Yeah. Why? Because then you can sell yourself on the black market as an untouched virgin uh, and make loads of uh, money. Well, not only that, but I actually did um, meet a girl who, when she was young, she lost her virginity at a young age. She uh, couldn't afford the surgery and she was afraid of her parents killing her. So... Honor killings. Yeah, oh that, that's a thing that still happens. Yep. Uh, so she was able to, I think for like $1,000, get one of these kits. This was in the Middle East also. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. So if you ever want to say, honey, you know, tonight I'm going to be a virgin for you. Like a virgin? Touch for the <laughs> like very first time? Yeah. But only like one. Well, we'll make a mess. We'll bleed. I won't scream in pain, though. No, you, you want to scream in pain. You want to scream like you're being murdered by that dick. 
murdered. Stop turning me on. I can't help it. A man would be so happy if he could, like, they're thrilled if they give you an orgasm so hard that you fall asleep afterwards because they get some silence. But if they could, like, like, I think that'd be the ultimate sign of masculinity for a guy if they felt like they killed you with their dick. I think I would do that. Oh, my God. I was with a guy once. This is perfectly on topic. And we're, you know, I'm into rough sex. We're all into rough sex. And he was a retired MMA fighter and he put me in a chokehold. Okay. Which I was like, yes, I love this. So I pass out. Oh, baby. He thinks he killed me. <laughs> for like 10 seconds oh, before no. I woke back up. So he was freaking out for 10 seconds. Heaven. I can imagine. Do you still have his number? I, I do. <laughs> We're friends. Oh, wow. I can introduce you to him. I owe him favors. Great to know. Take notes. I'm just picturing the look on his face while he's like shaking you and praying <laughs> that like, and, and considering, do I call the hospital, the cops, or a friend to move the body? <laughs> like, what goes through someone's head when they think they act like that they hurt somebody to the point of them never waking up again and they it was an accident? I don't know. I found it really funny because I assumed he had done that before um, with other people and apparently I was his first and what's great is so he's doing this and whenever I get choked out there's too much about my sex life for all of your listeners my brain does this thing like you reboot and so I'll come back to it but I won't really know what's going on it's like coming out of a really deep sleep and then I'll feel someone touching me and then I'll realize I'm naked and instead of thinking that I was asleep I'll think, oh, God, I fell asleep during sex. I must have been really tired. And then <laughs> I start trying to be like, okay, like I'm trying to wake up. I'm not fully with it. But I'm like, okay, I fell asleep during sex. I can't let them know because then they'll feel bad. So, okay, what are we doing? What do I remember? I'm going to start moaning so they think I'm enjoying myself while I like figure out, like, are they in me? Am I being penetrated right now? Shit. Who am I even with? Who am I having sex with right now? fuck and then it turns and then i'll wake up fully and i'll be like oh god damn every time but it's the same every time i do the same thing and you think i would learn eventually what's happening but i never do <laughs> oh my god have you scared anyone away with this coming to routine yet or is just it him just, just him <laughs> oh <laughs> well you're still friends yeah we're great friends he's he's wonderful oh I'm highly amused. Yeah, I was too. Speaking of people that we sometimes need to remember the names of. <laughs> that was a reach. I love you, but that was a reach. We have some Patreons to thank. <laughs> so this week we want to thank... Bentel, Holishike, Hamilton McDermott, Eris Knight, Graham Smallwood, Dionysus, Therese Lassell, Richard Harrell, Brian Gowdy, Samuel Jennings, Alec, Craig Elliott, Eno, Jeff Peterson, and everyone else, and so many more. By the way, so for being a Patreon, you guys were able to send Allison a fantastic microphone that she used on this episode, also pay for our hosting. Yay editor who is amazing and so much more and please support us as well if you can at patreon.com slash two girls one mic uh, by the way as a five dollar member and up you get extra episodes so come hang out with us uh, or you could just join the chat and uh, talk to us we're cool with it and if you can't donate to our patreon that's totally fine just 
support us by telling all your friends and leave us a five-star review on iTunes because we totally dig that and it helps us on the charts. Please tell us what you think about us if you like us. We Look, our, our parents didn't love us enough. That's, that's why we run this podcast. So we need to hear it from you. So leave us a review. We love it. So Allison, where can people find more of you and your writing? Well, my website is thatmcknight.com. That's the word that, T-H-A-T, McKnight, which is M-C-K-N-I-G-H-T.com. So I'm not really doing porn anymore, um, but I am in the process of editing my first book before shopping it out nice. to publishers and agents. Uh, working title right now is Please Don't Steal My Kidneys, An American Couch Surfing Adventure, which is basically a two-month trip I took across America crowdsourcing my trip where I was staying and I ended up staying about half the time with guys from OkCupid and figuring out how to work OkCupid without getting murdered or having my kidney stolen. That's a win. It was a fun time. I'm enjoying editing this book. I enjoyed writing it. It's great. Wow. I have so many questions and that's one I definitely want to read when it's picked up and put out. Yeah, it's it was it was a great trip. Things happened. Oh my god, things happened. So for more of Allison as well, you can uh Listen to her extra content over at our Patreon. Uh, you could also find us at twogirlswithmike.com. Uh, by the way, Ifed, where can our listeners find you? You guys can find me at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at facebook.com slash Cybabe, uh, where I do snark and science. And Alice, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at Rational Blonde on Twitter, tweeting about, but also on the Patreon and the Facebook and all the social places. But we will see you guys again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.